feeling time Thinking if I try Everything would turn out right We're caught up in the climb Love was far behind Someone's gotta stop this madness Well, it's time to talk about the old boob Welcome to, I don't know what this podcast is called Because Top 10 Thursdays is over but it stars us, Sean Lemmy, John Otney, and Colin Westman. Can't just call it like the mildly pleased top ten. Top ten TV shows of 2016. 2K16, they'd call it if it was a basketball video game. Mm-hmm. It's in the game. Yeah. Although EA doesn't make basketball games anymore because they kept fucking up. Cool, cool. For some reason, when you said in the game, I'm like, oh, that's what the Slim Jim guy says. But it's like, no, he says eat me. Yeah, that's not even close. You know, he's a playable character in that Dave Mira video game. I wonder who made that. Ooh, Dave Mira sells out the video game. I love that one. Is that guy dead now? <laughs> The Slim Jim guy? <laughs> no, Dave Mira. Oh, he is dead. Oh, rest in peace, Dave Mira tribute list. Yeah. Did he didn't he didn't kill himself, did he? I don't know. <laughs> fun way fun way to start this thing. I mean he died just last year. Yeah. But when you say last year, do you mean twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen? I need 2016. I'm not quite sure what year it is yet. I know. It gets so confusing in the early days of January when you're always like, this year, last year, two years ago. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. We need special language that we can use in just (laughs) the early part of January. Or else everyone gets pissed. This is a bad start for a top TV list. (laughs) The weirdest start I could have imagined. Did you guys hear the part where I said boob tube? I did. Yeah, that was like one of the more normal parts of it. Has anyone called it that in 30 years? <laughs> you mean other than Sean? The important thing is you call it the old boob tube. You don't just say boob tube. That might have been a mistake I've made in the past, and for that, I apologize. Sincerely and honestly, I apologize. <laughs> That's what you guys say. You're forgiven. forgiven, (laughs) All right, so we watched a lot of shows this year. So many shows. So many ways to watch. That's. I think that's almost why I was. uh, I I mean, I was taken aback when you said boob tube because, like, you don't even have to watch shows on your TV anymore. You can watch them on your computer, your phone, or whatever. Because there's all these streaming platforms, and it's everywhere. Like, I don't even have regular TV anymore. Yeah, I cashed out too. Can you believe that? Me. Shawnee TV. No cable. I am pretty surprised you did that. But it's okay because I went over there New Year's and me and Colin watched Steve Reichland's Barbecue Pitmaster Hour. It's delightful. <laughs> it's not on my top ten, but it's an honorable mention. He's a guy that barbecues or smokes meat. He's like the smoke master. So honorable mention, great show, Steve Reichland's Smoke Master. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that's his name? I, that's that's for sure his name because like 
Okay. His like family kept like saying it, or he said it. I don't know. <laughs> so you can probably Google that name. You'll you'll get where you need to go. I mean, there can't be that many guys that only specialize in smoking meats. Like that's their thing. He's got to be one of the few that can like make a living at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Certainly that as a TV show. I hope there's not a competitor who also has a smoking meats show. Like he actually He's smokes more like the bad boy smoking, of smoking meat because Steve Reichland's pretty low key. Giant cigars. Yeah, he's like smoking. Ooh. Yeah, seriously. He's like a badass. <laughs> Swearing. But seriously, folks, you can go to mildlyplease.com yeah, and see <laughs> our individual uh, top tens of the best TV shows of last year. Uh, we don't have time to talk about all the ones that we put up there, including our honorable mentions. Um, and also, Colin hasn't written his list at time of recording, so we're just going to do a somewhat abbreviated... Uh, top 16 and we'll, and we'll work out a top 10 from that uh top 10 thursday style even though top 10 thursdays r.i.p one of the many fallen heroes of 2016 <laughs> um I, I guess we should just mention the shows that we pre-cut uh real quick uh they were broad city which had a good another season wait i think probably another one's coming pretty soon i feel like that was one Maybe that was even a January show last year. It's usually like a January, February show, yeah. Um, Daredevil had uh, Punisher, had Elektra, had uh, Zombie Ninja Army. Um, all things that I'm way into. Uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. It's a better version of The Daily Show. Yeah. Well... It's kind of a different thing. It's a different thing. I like it better, though. Yeah, it's definitely better than The Daily Show. Uh, Take My Wife. Uh, it's a show on CISO. I had a CISO subscription for most this year and ended up watching a lot of their original shows, and I think Take My Wife was their best one. <laughs> I noticed uh, for your banner featured photo, you had like that Harmon Dungeons Dragons show. Yeah. Uh, how was that show? It's pretty funny. Um... It's got a guy from Whose Lines It Anyway, who I guess does a lot of stuff with Dan Harmon. I didn't know that. Is it that guy that always wears a suit? Yeah, Jeff Davis. Yeah. I don't know why I guessed it was that guy. I just like, it's probably that one guy. <laughs> he seems well, like he'd play Dungeons and Dragons. I think he's on Dan Harmon's podcast. Yeah, something like that. Um, that was good, too. Uh, CISO's all right. You know, it's one of the cheaper video subscriptions at three ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might check it out when the McElroy Brothers show. Yeah, finish. that McElroy Brothers show is like next month. Uh, and then the last one was Terrace House, Boys and Girls <laughs> in the City. Uh, what is it? So Terrace House's show where six people, three boys and three girls, live in this amazing house in Tokyo, and they have a giant car, and we observe them. They say this at the beginning of every episode. Um, and... Um, they're just a bunch of beautiful Japanese youths. Like, pretty much everyone's in the, like, 18 to 25 range. There are a couple of exceptions. I feel like I, I walked by when you were watching an episode, and there was a guy who's, like, 30, and I'm like, ugh, gross. Well, you, but there's also a thing you got to understand, which is that um, there's a panel 
that comes in and comments on the show three mm-hmm. times during each episode. And, there, and there's like a woman who's probably in her 40s or 50s. There's a yeah. dude in his 40s. There's a guy Gross. in his 30s. Yuck. Um, but then don't worry. To balance it out, they always have like a 14-year-old boy on the panel too. That's good. That's good. <laughs> he does his stuff. I'm sure. Uh, and the panel's pretty great. They're pretty fun too. But the, the, the fun of the show is just watching um, these people. Like what's great about it is there's there's it seems like at least there's no intervention at all uh, from the producers it's just um these shy beautiful teens and 20 somethings like figuring out how to keep the house clean and where to go on dates and awkwardly asking each other out um and and like it's it's kind of a cultural tourism thing too, because you, you see like how long it takes people to like, like how many dates they have to go on before they stay, they officially say they're girlfriends and boyfriends and how many dates until it's okay to hold hands. And then the sharp transition from that to like, Oh yeah, we're having sex all the time. It's, it's very pleasant. And we're having sex all the time. It's very pleasant. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, I brought up the Great British Bake Off when in my brief little write up on the blog, just because, like, part of the appeal of the Great British Bake Off, on top of looking at delicious baked goods, was just like how nice everyone was on that show, and how supportive they all were of each other. And Terrace House has the same thing of like, people will come on and they're just like, I just actually am working on my career, and it's convenient to be in Tokyo, and everyone's just like, that's awesome, let's get drunk. <laughs> It's really nice. <laughs> okay. And there's a Hawaiian guy on it who just sticks around because he's way too laid back to do anything. He's great. He's <laughs> the people's champion. Oh, and uh, honorable mention to Steve Reichland Project Smoke. <laughs> Project Smoke. <laughs> we only saw one episode. It was uh, Philly cheesesteak uh, bites. Looked pretty good, pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten. How does he spell bites? I don't know that. They, I don't know what they were called, Sean. It's just they weren't quite sandwiches. It was like he put prime rib on like a toasted piece of bread. Oh, it's pretty. It looked pretty good though. And then him and his family like enjoyed it. And there's bloopers at the end credits. <laughs> good. For all I know, that was like a, a, something that they filmed like eight years ago. <laughs> we just happened to catch it aired that night. Um, Could it have been not a show, but actually an infomercial? It was definitely a show. Okay. Uh, I looked. I looked it up. How else would I have known the name? Because right. he wasn't like selling anything. He was just like, "This is how you make good ass Philly cheesesteak on a big old smoker machine." Yeah, it was like this weird device from like the eighteen hundreds. It's like, yeah, I can afford that. That's definitely doable. <laughs> I doubt he can even afford that. That was probably like someone else's backyard. He was renting. Broken. Yeah. This poor guy has this hobby. He had to start a TV show just so he could cook meats the way he likes. Yep. All right, but we still got uh, 16 real-ass shows to talk about. Real-ass shows. Uh, so no more dally-dillying. Mm-hmm. Uh, First nominee for top 10 TV shows 2016. 11, 22, 63. 
date that will live in infamy is, of course, the date uh, JFK was assassinated. That's what this show's about. It's about, uh, well, it's based off the Stephen King book of the same name from a handful of years ago. Didn't read it, but I heard it was good. And this is a show that's on Hulu, because Hulu has shows, I guess. I haven't watched many of them. And it's produced by J.J. Abrams and some other people. And it stars James Franco, because he's just all over the place. And he plays like a an English teacher who uh, has a friend, uh, Chris Cooper. Not the real Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper's playing a character okay. who has a uh, has like a burger joint where he sells really cheap burgers. I don't know. That's like a detail that's like important if I go to extreme detail, but I'm not <laughs> sure if I will. But anyways, Chris Cooper shows him that he has like this closet that helps you travel back to 1960. And, Is uh, it one one sixty? I can't remember the exact date of 1960, but he, I don't know. He shows he shows uh, James Franco this, and he's like, "Why do you want? Why are you showing me this? What 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 the hell was that?" And he's like, "I want you to." <laughs> That's a bizarre reaction. <laughs> Why are you showing me this time travel? Hey, I don't want this. I don't want this. Well, the thing is, like, he's basically telling him, "Hey, I've been traveling back time and time again, trying to make it to 1963 to save JFK." Um, okay. that's interesting that they make it 60 and not 63 so you have to like you have to wait it out for a while and every time you you leave it resets time so you have to stay there or no every time you go back again it resets time because if it leaves then what would be the point of going in the first place um, so he's trying to get him to go and he can't go anymore because every time Chris Cooper he's gone so many times it's like giving him cancer so he's like you just gotta do it you gotta be able to do it once or you're gonna get cancer and uh <laughs> Somehow he convinces like I don't know it'd be pretty hard to like convince me to do this, but he's like it only it only take you like five minutes like when you come back here only five minutes a little past so he's like okay I guess so I don't have anything else going on. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, the call to action is way more compelling than the <laughs> Yeah, it just sounds like two guys standing around in a closet being like, "You should do this." He's like, "I don't know, I might get cancer." Like, no, you'll be back in five minutes. It is pretty no weird because like it takes a lot of convincing. He's like, "Hey, you want to travel back and live back in time for three years? You might get cancer." <laughs> but I don't know. He compels me to do it. He's created this fake identity for him back in 1960, and then he just gotta wait it out. And that's what most of the show is like: this fish out of water story of James out. Franco trying to survive, you know, with everything he knows about the future in the 60s. And that's pretty fun. And the show looks great. It really made me miss Mad Men because that time period looks really cool on camera. And what I like is I wasn't super interested in getting into this show because I'm like, I don't like conspiracy bullshit. But they don't really go in that direction. They're basically like, Lee Harvey Oswald did it. Go stop him. (laughs) The mystery is more of like what's going to happen when you change certain things and come back. And that's pretty cool. And like he falls in love. So then there's that problem. And he becomes a teacher back in the 60s. And he has to deal with, like, weird racial tensions and, you know, just all sorts of interesting uh, things like that. And, yeah, it was just it was just really well made. Like, it's like a sweet movie, but it's like a TV show. That's what I love about this era of television. Is it over? Yeah, it was just a miniseries. So I don't know if it disqualifies it. It's not going to be on this list because I'm the person that watched it. But it's just one season. Okay. Does it turn out that Chris Cooper is James Franco? That's a good. Uh, I think I guess that's a good twist, but no. You're gonna have to watch a show if you want to find out what happens. Damn, it's compelling. It's like I wonder what's gonna happen. 
How many episodes is this mini Sarai? It's probably like ten. Oh, pretty maybe maybe eight. It's not a huge amount. I think what got me through it is just it was just the fish out of water story. Not so much the uh, conspiracy stuff. Or not so much the stopping. Like I totally forgot about that. There's a couple episodes where it's like <laughs> I feel like they're not even doing any of that shit. Because he's got to wait it out. Yeah, he's got to wait three years. And uh, it's like, oh yeah, he's got to go do that. Sounds like the man for the job. Uh, does Hulu run ads on their originals? I think they do on the ones I watched. Not very year. many. Not very many. Probably like two yeah. per episode. All right. Well, that's not bad at all. Uh, our next nominee is The Americans. Yep. <laughs> Did you want me to talk about it? I do, Kong. I <laughs> is that what you're... I don't know how you feel about things. Uh, okay. Well, I think I could say I probably feel uh, just about as good as you do about The Americans. I think... Like, it was definitely a show that me and you have both been watching for a few seasons... And have definitely enjoyed, even though the pacing of the show can kind of grate on you sometimes because it feels like nothing is happening. But, you know, that's because it's a good Cold War story. Nothing really should happen. There should just be all these little different chess pieces moving around the board. And, you know, finally we... I I can't do a good chess metaphor here about what happens this season because I... Never really got into chess, but shit goes down. This season they threaten check a few times. They choked the bishop. They choked the bishop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, people actually die this season. There were probably people that died last season. It's the season before. But I, I mean, it's a show where also someone can be like, oh, "All right, you're not gonna see me again," and like that's just as good. True. But I feel like that doesn't happen that often. Yeah, um, the character I'm thinking of that said that has actually come back since then. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it's really uh, has been a frustrating show to watch with you because you don't like to speculate on shows. So I, at the end of every episode, after nothing happens, like, well, what do you think will happen next? And Colin's like, I don't know. Like, I know you don't know, Colin. It's not, I'm not asking that. Um my god they just figured it out this year it was fucking thrilling there's the this one episode it's like almost entirely dedicated to chasing one character just around dc um and like you're kind of rooting for everybody to catch everybody and nobody to catch (laughs) anyone and it's fantastic uh it's also like a really brutal show when it needs to be um I think people were talking about last season when they showed a body get cut up real good so they could smuggle it out of a hotel room. Uh, And they do stuff like that on this season, too. It's a good show. This is a good show. A part of America is Atlanta, and that's another nominee on our list. It's a Don Glover show. Uh, Lots of other people are involved. But I give him all the credit. I do too. 
he's one of those guys where it's just like, God damn it. Like, why? <laughs> really? You're doing all this shit? You get to be that talented? Ugh. But then you watch the show and you're like, it's really good. I can't begrudge you for making a good show. And I think at first I was a little hesitant because I'm getting like a little sick of all these <laughs> half hour shows that like you think might be comedies and then they're not really. But this show, like it can be pretty funny sometimes. I feel like just like how deadpan like the two other dudes that Donald characters or Donald Glover Gover's character is always rolling with are like pretty funny. Yeah, I think, the, and by by saying so little too. The funny thing about Atlanta is it has kind of the reverse arc that a lot of those shows go on, where it starts out much more serious than it ends up being. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they have that one episode like late in the season that's just like pretty much a, a full on like parody of like a late night talk show. It's like there's like nothing. Local access, like yeah, production. there's nothing like really any dr- anything dramatic about that episode. So yeah, it, it doesn't feel like obligated to keep any one tone, but it somehow pulls off doing all these different things. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It'll be on my list. I will say that. Cool. Uh, another show that was on my list and also was on oops hit my thing also was on John's list uh, was Better Call Saul might be on Colin's list too I don't it know. might be it might be very ambiguous well the thing about this season of better call saul um was that uh it kind of evolved into being a show about two characters instead of one uh in that the the mike subplots from the first season kind of exploded into uh mike kind of being half the show (laughs) and i think that's something pretty much everyone's okay with right it is it just feels like (laughs) The show's like maybe failing a little bit to not be Breaking Bad, but like, no, I agree with you. His storyline is like pretty awesome because he's a pretty awesome character. So I may sound like I was just complaining, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, more Jonathan Banks is a good thing. Yeah, still get him. Uh,. The other strength of the show, I think, uh, that John pointed out in his review uh, was that it is a legal drama at times, and it's, like, devoid of all the stuff that makes, like, sexy network legal dramas successful, uh, (laughs) but it's still very compelling to see, uh, you know, the characters put together a class action lawsuit this season, uh, just like it was to see them do uh do work as a public defender last season and yeah just watching his uh his legal work is is pretty compelling and and different from the type of legal work you see on other tv shows that's what i'm trying to say yeah i i 
one problem with the show was like I guess it was a little too slow for me in the first half. So I feel like I watched like the first three or four episodes of the season and stopped. Like two months later, watched the rest <laughs> of the season. Just not a great way to watch a TV show, especially one that has a lot of minutia about the legal process. But uh, no, I, th- I thought it was really engrossing by the end of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, Mike's odd jobs kept me going with the baseball card collection, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh also got to give a shout out to the actress who plays Kim uh, I, this was a character I had no interest in in season 1 but I feel like she's really coming to her own in season 2 I don't know what her name is though I should have done research we even had a little downtime there where I could have done it but nope uh, also Michael McKean is on the show and really good and his character is taking a delightfully diabolical twist <laughs> that's cool delightful Something else that's delightfully diabolical is Black Mirror. Definitely the show that I recommend the most, but no one watches. I get it. It's, like, dark and sad and British. (laughs) Those aren't things people want. What's cool about Black Mirror is it was this show that they do, like, three-episode seasons, and it'd just be on, like, every, like, two years. But then Netflix was like, okay, this is bullshit, and they bought the rights... (laughs) And now they're already doing like a season. They already got the next season planned for over like over the summer, maybe next fall. Like, and this new season was the longest ever, and it's only like eight. I think it was ten episodes. Usually these seasons were three. Oh, so, the Sherlock style. The Sherlock style, but not ninety minutes. More like fifty, sixty. There is one I think ninety minute episode this season. Uh, but like, I don't know. This season it was it was cool. I feel there's more variety. That's probably just because there were more episodes. It also felt weirdly more American. Like, a lot of Americans are on, like, the show mm. this year. So, that's interesting. Like, Bryce Dallas Howard was in the the first episode, which was pretty pretty scary. And it was um, people, like, rate every single interaction they have, like, uh, on their phone. So, you look at someone and you see, like a, like, a number. Like, they have a score. So, like, people with low numbers. Like, you don't want to interact with those people. People with high numbers. Like, those are the people that do well in society. And it's like, God, could that happen? I feel like there's something similar in China. Like... That could happen. That's the scary thing about Black Mirror. It's always like, that, dude, that could happen, though. There's one episode that is just, it's not even like, it definitely could happen where a guy gets caught, like, doing something on his webcam, and then people start blackmailing him via text messages. And that's a really scary episode, and that's called Shut Up and Dance. And Oh, is it called Dancing on Webcam? Is he Numa Numa guy? <laughs> He's, no. <laughs> it's It's... <laughs> It's dark and sad, Sean. It's not going to be new. But <laughs> I mean, maybe his life turned out dark and sad. Who knows? <laughs> and there's a great episode in this cool 80s town. And then there was one with Wyatt Russell that I really liked where you, like, insert something in your brain that makes you, like puts you into this horror game, but it's hard to distinguish it from reality. And that was really cool. It's just a really smart show. Like... Charlie Brooker, I don't think is a name that is really well known over in the States, but he's done some interesting television over there in the UK. And I really think he should do some movies too, because he's a great writer. He writes almost every episode himself, or at least co-writes. And it just continues to be this scary social commentary that I feel like is pretty reflective of all the the, the, the scary places technology is trending. Um, yeah. And if I remember correctly, uh, 
That guy from internet videos I watched who made 10 Cloverfield Lane made an episode of the show, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he directed one. I want to say he directed that Wyatt Russell video game one. Makes sense. He used to talk about video games on the internet. Yeah, that was a good one. All, I, I don't think I don't think any of these episodes this season were bad. So, yeah. Nice. Check it out. It's like watching a movie, but it's a TV show. That could be said for most of these shows. Just like Bojack Horseman, right? Right. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> uh, so this will be on my list. I don't think it made Sean's list. Maybe an honorable mention. I think it does have for me something that Sean sort of mentioned in his list that like some shows made on his list just because he kind of caught up with them this year. And so it, all of it felt new and fresh and fun to get into. And that's what I did with BoJack Horseman. I watched the first two seasons and then I watched the third one that aired this year. I don't know if I liked it better than the second season. Maybe I did. Maybe I'm having a hard time remembering which episodes were in season two and season three, but season was... two is the one where he ends up like going back to his ex-girlfriend's town. Yeah. Season three is like I want to win that Oscar. Yeah, for his Secretariat movie, in which he's like most of his performance is completely computer generated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because nothing will ever make him happy. No, he's a sad guy. And, uh, I mean, I, I guess that's part of the appeal of the show is it's kind of about a very flawed character sort of dealing with his own demons and his sort of place in show business. And yet, at the same time, is a really funny show about animal people. It's a weird dichotomy. I feel like it pulls it off pretty well most of the time. Um, there's one episode this season that I feel like is probably one of the better episodes of TV this year where it's like all completely underwater because Bojack Horseman's going to like a underwater film festival and he like hates fish people, but he goes on this journey with a little seahorse type creature. It's a... Uh, pretty charming even though this character's kind of a dick most of the time but uh yeah it's good stuff i like it even though i feel like i usually have a hard time getting into animated shows yeah we got a handful of them this year which i'm i'm happy because there's some good animation going on these days people may Mm -hmm. not know that yeah now i was i'm confused so i know everyone likes bojack hartman it's good was it did it start good I feel like the first season is just fine, which I feel like a lot of times isn't good enough for people these days. Like a a lot of times I feel like shows have to be great coming out of the gate or else it's like, fuck this. Well, it was just weird because I feel like it was so off my radar by the time everyone liked it. I was like, wait, really? That was a thing that I should have watched? I thought it was just like... Like, to me, it was just, like, F is for family. Like, it was just some throwaway, like, Netflix just threw on some more shows. And then suddenly, it's, like, the show that people say you gotta watch. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't help that it stars Will Arnett. Because Will Arnett has this thing where he's on, like, 20 TV shows at a time. All the time. (laughs) It's like, well, 
how do you know which ones are good and which ones he's just doing for a paycheck? <laughs> yeah, most of them most of them aren't good. So. Yeah, I feel like he's got another show that's on Netflix, <laughs> like that Flake show, which is like also about a guy just living in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, he's a busy man. Kind of just sounds like it's just like the real life version of BoJack Horseman. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't I know anything we, about uh, it. Take a cue from this show and adopt the name that the Hollywood sign has changed to, which in BoJack Horseman is Hollywoo, but for us someone... it's Hollyweed. <laughs> yeah. Hollyweed. Smoke a big old blunt and watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> There's the transition. This show has <laughs> got to be so fucking expensive. Yup. So, it's got to be like the most expensive show ever. It's amazing. It's like, like, it looks so good. And like the CGI is good now. It's like this fucking huge battle. Like the Battle of the Bastards. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I put it on my list just for like how amazing it looks. Like in terms of like the locations and the effects and like the huge like armies that they assemble like this is epic television um it's just really cool to watch but like the you know the, the the stories are good the drama's good um i was pretty impressed considering like they're pretty much off book at this point but it's like it's really good like it's almost like it was worse when they were like still trying to rely on what table scraps they had left from the book Mm-hmm. But now they're like, fuck it, we're just gonna do whatever, and it's like totally like crazy. People are getting killed all the time. I mean, people are always getting killed, but you know, it's like something crazy happens almost every episode, so it's always fun. Um, and yeah, it's weird how it's like winning best drama every year. Uh, it's like Star Wars winning <laughs> like best picture every year. But I don't know. I'm I'm cool with it. You know, it's a fun show. Um, I'm sad that it's gonna be ending soon, though. I think they're doing that bullshit thing where they like split it up into two seasons, right? Yeah, and Maybe? it's it's gonna take extra long. It's like gonna be basically 2018 by the time we get more Game of Thrones, which is bullshit. Who started that? Was it AMC with Breaking Bad? Were they the first people to do that? It feels like it. It feels like they stretched yeah. out Mad Men for Infinity, and they did the same with Breaking Bad. Yeah, I was like, I was looking at my list from last year, and I saw Mad Men was on. I was like, really? I that ended like ten years ago. <laughs> Wow, they really did, did stretch that out. But yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't know. I talk about it like every year because it's on my list. It's been on my list uh, every year, I think. Maybe since we've been doing these TV lists. Just, it's just fun, you know. It's a fantasy show. Yeah, this I mean, is it's sad too. You know, but this is my first year that Game of Thrones didn't make my list, and uh, it's funny because I think John, you brought up all the reasons why it didn't make my list this year. Which is that while it's like technically never been better, like it looks better than it ever has. The production is insane. Um, like you said, like something awesome happens every episode, and that to me is kind of dulling the effect of awesome revelations. You're crazy, but those are like these are like some big moments, like that Hodor episode. Holy shit! I mean, this is a character we've spent you know six, seven years with. Or the, or the bastards, like, I mean, Ramsey Bolton has been this asshole for so long. I mean, it's not like, like, these are characters we've known for so long, and then to put them in these situations, like, I don't, it's not like, there's definitely downtime. It's not like something crazy happens every episode. I'm just saying more than you, more than often, there's big moments. Well, yeah, and but I, I like that, because there's so many shows I watch where it's like, 
nothing happens till like the like one of the last episodes. Nothing's happening. That's happening. I feel like something's always happening. The stakes are always being raised. The tension's always rising. And that's just I don't know. That's just what I like in drama. I guess. <clears throat> You'd like the first few seasons of Homeland, I reckon. <laughs> Maybe. 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 But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised it's not on your list, Sean. Pretty surprised. Because I feel like most people agree that, oh, this is one of the best seasons they've ever done. Well, okay. I mean, what, what it is for me is, like, it used to be we need to go to the wall. Okay, that's going to take us the entire season to ride a horse up to the wall. And now it's like we need to go from the wall to the most southern point of the continent, and I'll be there by the end of the episode. It's just... It doesn't feel like Game of Thrones anymore. It feels... They trimmed the fat. Yeah. They've, well, they've trimmed all the fat. And now it, <laughs> now it looks like Andy Daly in the episode of Review where he has a perfect human body. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like... I don't really think... Like, those other seasons were obviously... It was good, but uh, I don't know. It's not like I miss... Oh, man, I miss how long it took them to ride their horse. It's like they have too much shit to cover. They cover like it's like fuck that stuff. We gotta kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just not as good as Terrace House. <laughs> nope. <laughs> too much happens. Nothing happens on Terrace House. <laughs> it's funny how close it sounds like Terrace. Like I almost just called it Terrorist House, but I called it like Terrorist House. Caught myself, sort of. <laughs> Just like a bunch of terrorists living in the same house. Would it be? I feel like the last one episode because it get blown up. Oh well, wait, like... but they take away all their weapons, so they just have to learn how to love each other. What if it was like they trap a bunch of sexy teens in a house and tell them a horrible terrorist attack is happening, and they have to live in the house on what they've got? Seems kind of fucked up, but maybe. <laughs> Somebody once pitched me, like, a horrible, like, everyone has to live in the same house idea. And I can't decide if it's horrible or the best show ever. Uh, what was it? It was terrible. It was, like, like ten guys are, like, all put into a house. And, like, they have to figure out... <laughs> this is horrible. They have to figure out, like, who's, like, the gay one or something. Oh. But, like, none of them are gay. Oh. I was like, that seems really inappropriate, but I'm not Seth gonna MacFarlane lie. That would be good. That. that would be good television. Yeah, that's Seth MacFarlane territory. Ugh. Ugh, sorry, Speaking of up. animated prodigies, how about Gravity Falls? Have you ever seen Gravity Falls, Sean? I have seen YouTube clips from Gravity Falls. <laughs> I guess it's not surprising because it's like impossible to see. It's like. It's not even on DVD, and it's like it was on Disney XD. Like, what the fuck even is that? Yeah, and I've logged into Disney XD on my Apple TV, and they're always like, here's five episodes of some shows. They like, so it's like, what, is Disney XD a separate thing from the Disney Channel? It is. Okay, it's not it like the like new version. This, this show got the FXX treatment where it started on Disney Channel, and then they moved to Disney XD, and then like, no one was watching it after that. But, and it's also tough because it it has that thing where it's like it's one of those animated shows where it's like they finish an episode when they finish it. So it's <laughs> it's basically two seasons over the course of like five years. 
and they finally finished it this year. And it's crazy, two seasons, but Alex Hirsch was like, no, that's good. It was, it was only supposed to take place in one summer. So there you go. If we stretch it out too long, that's ridiculous. That's too much time. But this is like a good show about like twin twin brother and sister that go live with their weird uncle in his like curiosity shop in this weird town in Oregon, and they just solve like mysteries. But it also has like a continuity, and there's like a background plot of like some like interdimensional creature that's trying to come into the real world. Bad interdimensional or good interdimensional? Bad interdimensional, real bad. Oh, <laughs> and it's like pretty like dark like the last couple episodes are like pretty scary (laughs) but it's okay because jk simmons is there too nice (laughs) he's never scary never ever he's he's a good man (laughs) especially now that he's all diesel diesel. (laughs) i feel like he's probably like more ripped than vin diesel (laughs) seems like he always is like flabby muscular these days i don't know say that but you wouldn't want to fight him with his last witch hunter makeup on i don't you know his makeup i don't know what's under vin diesel's shirt (laughs) he's always wearing those shirts he's also got his guns out yeah but they're not like that impressive there ain't no they're as impressive as like arnold schwarzenegger's guns now (laughs) he's got like 30 years on you know okay think about it like this if you're Vin Diesel, you're the big muscular guy in your franchise, and then they bring The Rock in, and he's just like a, a caricature of what a muscular person could look like. It's just ridiculous what The Rock looks like. Wouldn't you feel a little discouraged, too? Wouldn't yeah. You, wouldn't you start to feel like, ah, maybe I don't need to tone as much? There's no way I could do that. You know, so or, you, just, or you go the other way and you rise to the challenge. But, it, yeah, it kind of feels like he just stayed the same. <laughs> I mean, what is Vin Diesel like? Forty-five years old? Probably. I mean, so is The Rock. The Rock is not a human being. The Rock is like too muscular. It's freaking me out. It's <laughs> kind of scary. You could give I Vin Diesel a hug. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I would be more inclined to give Vin Diesel a hug, even though I feel like The Rock is probably like more fun to hang out with. Yeah. But I'm afraid that he'll crush me to death if it's like. <laughs> Just on accident. 19 pack. Yeah. He doesn't even want to hurt you at all. But he might. But he eats 16 pounds. No, but I mean, what I was saying, he might unintentionally hurt you. Yeah. Like, he gives you a high five and, like, it breaks your arm. Off. Off. (laughs) You gotta pick it up like in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, Yeah, he'd probably pick it up for you, but... Speaking of rescue missions... You have to get a robot hand... Robot hands. Mr. Robot. <laughs> um, so what you guys need to know about Mr. Robot is that it's a show about a group of computer hackers who are trying to take on this giant evil corporation um, that's like, it's just the world's biggest conglomerate. It controls everything. It's banks and movies and the internet access like everything is controlled by this one conglomerate and uh season two kind of delves into the effects of the decisions they made in the first season that are having a worldwide impact uh, as well as also getting very 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 into the psyche of the main character uh 
which he's he's not in a in a good place mentally. Um, it's also got a pretty cool supporting cast of uh, characters that aren't hacker stereotypes, uh, as well as one character who has um, become part of the evil corporation, and she's like trying to fix it from the inside, and all of her weird uh, inner conflicts that are also tied into how crazy the world is at this point. It's hard to talk about the show without spoilers, because... Um, outside of the plot it's extremely surreal and like if I told you guys there's an episode of this that's done in the style of like full house like a super saturated like early 90s sitcom uh, it probably doesn't convey to you what that episode's actually like um, but it's pretty great and also uh, yeah this is one of the shows where I watched both seasons this year uh, so it probably had that additional glow of season one on it that uh, maybe other people didn't have. Um, I saw the first episode. Seemed okay. Yeah, it goes, man. It just goes. Now, my brother's problem, Sean, I've talked to you this, and I won't go too in-depth because I don't know if I've talked to this about Colin if he ever wants to watch it, but my brother thought it was too similar to a certain popular movie. I think I told you about that. Do, what, do you remember that conversation? I don't remember having that conversation, but I certainly know what the popular movie you're talking about is. And is that do you would you agree with that? Like, the show knows it's similar to that as well, and it leans into it hard. <laughs> um, okay. To the point where an iconic song you might associate with that movie is literally used in the exact same way in the show. How do you feel about that? I, at the time, I was like, fucking A, man. They're just going for it. <laughs> but but what's more fascinating is what happens after all the cards are on the table, I think. Um, the mystery isn't the reason to watch that show. And that was kind of people's frustration with the second season, is somehow people were able to guess all the twists, and then they were pissed when the show did them. I guess it's like overdo it. Like, it's the opposite of Colin. Where they're like speculating about the show so much and figuring everything out, and then they're mad when it turns out to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colin, do you know what we were talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, because just if you ever want to watch it, I don't feel like. How would it be like ruining it though? If I knew it that totally it, ruins it. That... If you if I if I mention the movie, you automatically put it together. Uh, okay. But we'll talk you about You would later. probably put it together before you get to the scene that I'm talking about. But what, what what's great is that when that twist is revealed, other twists are revealed at the same time that are way more surprising. Okay. Uh, a show that doesn't have to rely on twists and mysteries at all is New Girl. <laughs> uh, although... I do love the mystery of who is James Wonder. It's Winston. Winston was James Wonder. <laughs> the show's still on. It is still on. What season is this of I think New this Girl? Is season six. Okay. Um. So we had actually like 
a season and a half this year because they waited until like January to come back. Um, yeah, we had a whole lot of new girl this year, and I was pretty okay with it. Yeah, so like this year started with um, the arc where Jess is gone. Um, mm-hmm. On uh, she's on, she's doing a case, so, so she's sequestered. Uh, and then they do the whole uh, wedding plot, like, and both those were great. Megan Fox joins the cast of this show, and she's pretty good. <laughs> I don't get it either, man. Yeah. And then this year they've been doing a like Jess is getting back into dating plot, and it also sounds really bad, but it turns out to be really good. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I don't... It defies, <laughs> like, what we should think about TV in 2016, because this was pretty high on your list. It's going to be on my list, too. This, so I know, this network comedy in like that does, like, 20 episodes a season in its sixth season, and it, like, is, like, as good as it's ever been. I guess just because, like, the cast knows their characters so well, and it's, like, it's never really been a show that's relied on plot. Like, sometimes a lot of the plot does just feel like standard sitcom shenanigans, but it's just, like, I don't know. These guys just, like, work really well together. I assume still, like, a lot of the dialogue is improvised. Definitely feels like it. I mean, it's... A rare case where, like, you kind of feel like everybody's just having a really fun time watching the show or filming the show, and it's pretty fun to watch. I don't know. I just feel like you're part of the gang, I guess. Yeah, it's um, just, like I remember the last episode we watched, the last episode before the winter break. Uh, there's like a scene where um, one of the characters keeps getting his hands, both his hands stuck in the same pocket, and and then one of the characters is like, oh, you got me all worked up. I gotta go to the arcade to blow off some steam. It's, just, <laughs> it's yes. so goofy. Like I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's, I think that's my highest rated comedy of the whole year. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it coming. But it is. It's just like me and Sean's hangout show. It's like one of the few shows we watch together anymore. It might be like the only one, but well, we're always... the Americans when it comes back. That's true. So I can be like, what do you think that. will happen? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll watch the next episode. Duh, Sean. Well, That's why they make it. So we can see what happens. One show where we didn't have that problem was OJ Made in America. Because it's a documentary movie. It's not even a show. Yeah. I feel like this is pretty debatable. It wasn't like it was in the movie theaters. I'm it assuming the that's movie theaters. What? Yeah. Do you mean the the ones in Seattle? Like six days? Not like our one, but like at, at but like, like a Sundance. at Sundance. Okay. One well, sitting? I think so. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's a lot of sitting. So I experienced this just as I would a TV show, broken up into parts. Yeah, there were kind of long parts because they were like two hours long, but it still kind of just flew by just because, you know, (laughs) it's a really insane story. And, of course, just like the show we'll be talking about next, a lot of it is about the OJ trial, 
Um, but it's also about so much more. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have <laughs> talked about this show. And uh, be, I don't know, maybe because I've been getting to listen to m- movie critics and TV critics talk about it this year. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things where after every episode, I just kind of had to like sit there and like process everything that just happened and just be like, holy shit, America's a weird place. <laughs> and it's a good year to be reminded of that i guess i don't know but yeah i uh, loved it i guess i <laughs> it's also a very troubling show but it's uh you know very compelling stuff but not a tv show according to you sean i'm guessing because i feel like you liked this but it wasn't on your tv list yeah so i i want to have that debate right here right now before i do my movie list if mm-hmm. we're calling this a tv show i guess i'll have to take it off my movie list well i feel like you already wrote your uh tv top 10 so i wouldn't want to keep you from putting this on a list if you did enjoy it a lot well we can work that out here though like no, I don't. Show, I I'll, don't. I'll for it here. It's real I really don't care if you consider this a TV show or a movie. Um, I do because I don't want to be talking about it again on next week's podcast. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fine, you can put it on your TV list, and we can save this discussion for. Uh, Next podcast, I suppose. That's how you want to do it. You want to call it a movie? It certainly sounds like you'd qualify it as TV show. I know, like people. It I aired on TV. It, it uh, like it aired on it's TV. It's part of the Thirty for Thirty. It's definitely like TV it series. Works as ESPN films. It's four hundred and sixty-seven minutes long. Yeah. If it's one movie, it's a brutal. Mm-hmm. No way they had a screening that was that long. They must have broken it up overnight or something. If I'm being real, it kind of more just feels like movie critics really liked this movie and wanted to talk about it, but they felt like they weren't allowed to because it's a TV show. And there's probably also lots of really good TV shows that they want to talk about because TV's so good right now, but they can't because they're movie critics. It might be that. It might also be that ESPN was like, this is a good documentary. We could probably win some awards. That too. I mean, it, it TV documentary awards. It looks to. like it's very possible that it might be up for the best documentary Oscar. So you yeah, can make call, a yeah, case for it. And then I, I freeze up a spot on my movie list. You can still put it on there. I don't care. Freeze up a spot. <laughs> I need that spot. Do you? Yeah. All right. Uh, so John, you didn't see this one, right? I saw the first episode. Oh, nice. So you saw, like, the like broad overview of Seemed race good. in America. And OJ playing football. OJ playing football. Yeah. Just a good time. That's all I know about <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have the time to devote to it, especially since I felt... I still... I don't know when I'm going to be, like... I don't know. I, I still feel like OJ is so fresh in my mind from American Crime Story... It's hard to like look at it again and make it and have it have that same new feel, even though this is a story that's been around for years. 
Yeah, yeah, and in American Crime Story, the next show on our list, like, like the difference is, in American Crime Story, Cuba Gooding Jr. says, like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. I, you just have to accept that, like, that's what everyone believes, and then when you go watch Made in America, it, it really shows why he would believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I had to choose between the documentary and the show, I would... I'm sorry, they're both shows. If I had to choose between the fictionalization version and the factual recount, I would I would go with the fictionalized version because it was so wonderfully goofy. I loved it. It was easily, easily my favorite show this year. Uh, and like maybe one of my favorite seasons of a show ever. Like Band of Brothers good. <laughs> It's weird how it had that week to week feel. Like, what's going to happen? It's like you can just go and look up what's going to happen. It really happened, but it's so crazy that it went down like this and that this was a real thing. That you get that vibe from it. You know, it's like must see television. But like this happened. This mm-hmm. happened. It was must see television then too. I mean, yeah, it was. Not that any of us remember. Yeah. There's little dumb kids. <laughs> Uh, so why was it so good? I mean, like, what made this adaptation work so well? I think, for starters, the cast was mm-hmm. pretty good. I mean, Sarah Paulson's getting the best performance of her career. Probably the same could be said, too, for Courtney B. Vance. And, I don't know, maybe Sterling K. Brown. I'm not really familiar with him. Certainly not uh, John Travolta. But David Schwimmer just really <laughs> does great. Yeah, the Band of Brothers link. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't. I don't know. If He's in like one episode of Band of Brothers. Two. He's in like the first oh, episode, David, right? David. David Schwimmer. Yeah. yeah. I remember David Schwimmer. I think he said meant John Travolta. Oof. John Travolta would not do well in Band of Brothers. <laughs> he probably also would have opted to have inhuman makeup by <laughs> to make him look like super young. Yeah. It's like I'm going after war, boys. <laughs> but he's got like huge eyebrows for some reason for some reason <laughs> just make him look youthful no, I guess like Nathan well, Lane I, also by the way really I, amazing in American Crime Story as yeah. this uh, character that just wants to fuck shit up to stir the pot mm-hmm. you know I think the reason this show does come off as goofy too is that just that case was like such a circus of weird characters and weird twists and turns it's like here you have a man that's very obviously guilty and he has this crack team of like lawyers like putting together like this like bizarre case and all these weird facts coming up it's just craziness and i think that just captured so well and it's just crazy how like relevant all of this feels in terms of like you know uh race and sexism and media and it's you know it's it's just it feels so of its time now but it's like a story that took place 20 something years ago I don't know who to thank. <laughs> I don't feel like like Ryan Murphy creates like a lot of shows, but I don't think he really. I think he put all the play like pieces into play, but I don't think he like wrote any of it. He just he like kind of directed some episodes. I think it was mostly no one. I feel like no one's talking about Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski because they were the showrunners, and they've been around for a long time. They did. Uh, Ed Wood, they wrote that. People versus Larry Flint, which is kind of like a more like 
like a like a different version of this movie. It's got verses in it. Uh, those guys, I think they wrote most of it. They did a great job. I think it's a book too, right? There's a book that this is. Uh, they, they used. I mean, there's probably like a million OJ books, but yeah, I think there was one particular one, the run of his life or something. Yeah, that it was based on. Okay. Looks like season two is about Hurricane Katrina. Right. Yeah. Inter- interesting, right? I wonder. And they've already announced season three. What? Yeah. Ahead of themselves. According to Wikipedia, it's going to be about. Uh, Versace family. Okay. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I don't know. Like this doesn't really seem like it's like this is a series, really. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine there being like a even like a tonal thread between any of the seasons if they're <laughs> doing like a because this one seemed like so specific to the OJ case that it was like you know kind of campy and stuff, but like. I don't know. I feel like they're all going to feel like their own separate things. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. I kind of don't like that it has the American blank blank label to it, like American Horror Story, Ryan Murphy's other show, because this show is just like 8 million times better (laughs) than that show is right now. That show is just, it's fine. I don't know. This is just, but this is like amazing. This is winning all the awards and it should. (laughs) Also, how funny is it that a show as over the top is this one basically had zero Kato Kalen in it like the yeah, one funny move. thing you know about OJ he's not even really in the show yeah maybe they had more stuff that cut it I don't know yeah, I'm sure really great just like Silicon Valley making the world a better place am I right maybe uh, yeah, the reason Silicon Valley wasn't on my list this year was when I think back on it, I loved the first half of the season, um, where they, you know, they are in their new office and they're coming up with their the whole new situation and, and coming to terms with their new reality. And then something happens that totally resets the show basically back to where it was in the first season. And that kind of killed my interest in it. Stop tiptoeing. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the season that well. I just remember being like a little frustrated by the fact that sometimes the show like stops itself from gaining a, some sort of narrative momentum. That's kind of the yeah the, the the problem with Silicon Valley is like as soon as these guys succeed, the show won't really be good anymore. But they can't just keep like not succeeding all the mm-hmm. time. So they got to have like maybe one season where they like they do really really well but then you, there's a downside to that or something. I don't know. It's like I don't know how you can they can keep it up. Yeah. Yeah, so like struggling. In season 2, right? They did it with Russ Hanneman, right? Where they they like we we sold out, but then they found a way to like get rid of him and kind of get back to where they were. And then season 3, specifically they had the like the whole Steven Toblaski arc of the show, right? Where he's mm-hmm. uh in charge of the company and they're putting out a product and that's the reality and they go like really out of their way to like get rid of Steven Toblowski, get rid of the office like it's it felt really contrived as a way to like get them back uh, in the apartment 
or the house um, that uh, that Ehrlich owns, and and back working on their product again. And it's just I I don't want them to do this again. Like they either need to like actually be successful or do something different because it's it just feels weird. I don't know if it feels weird, but it definitely feels like they're not making any progress. I'm still okay with it. I don't, like... I don't know. It doesn't feel, like, bad to me. It is maybe frustrating that it's not getting anywhere. As long as it ends, like, soon. Like, maybe... <laughs> I don't think that many people are watching it. Maybe, like, one, two more seasons. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm still having a good time, though. I understand the frustrations. Wait, I can't even remember what happened, so... Seemed good. My favorite joke of the whole season was, like... It wasn't even, like, that big. It's like, right near the end when um, Ehrlich's... I don't even know, tenant, roommate, that Asian guy, like, calls him, goes, Ehrlich, this is you from the future. You're old, and you're gonna die. <laughs> that guy's funny. Because he found out, like, there's some weird California, like, law that makes it so he can, like, live there indefinitely, or at least mm-hmm. for a while. He, like, tried to kick him out. <laughs> funny, funny stuff. What about Steven Universe? Steven Universe is a show about... Alright. Check this out. (laughs) Alien rocks have been on Earth for a while. And there was a big war like a long time ago. And some of the alien rocks were like, let's protect Earth. And now there's only a few of them left, but there's a lot of bad alien rocks corrupted gems they're called and so these three survivors uh team up with uh, a little boy who is the child of their leader and uh a human uh and the leader had to give up her physical form to become this boy and they uh, fight these corrupted gems um but mainly it's a show just about acceptance and friendship and music and it's really cute and every episode's like 15 minutes long and there's like 100 episodes see it's like pretty easy to watch you can watch it not when you say there's 100 episodes yeah. 15 minutes is easy, but, there's like, but yeah i catch this show sometimes because i don't watch it it seems pretty good i caught i think it was like the thanksgiving special yeah, they've done uh, this year. They did like two half an hour episodes, um, and one of them was a lot more lighthearted than the other one. The Thanksgiving one was was pretty nice. Yeah, they also did a uh, one where they find an ancient warrior character um, played by um, can't remember her character's name or the actress's name, but Crazy Eyes from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, I know her. And, uh, and that Thanksgiving one had uh, the guy who's the voice of Carl on Not Fifteen Hundred. Yeah, voice. yeah. That guy's got a great voice. They get voice. some good voices. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the the show, uh, although being ostensibly for children, um, definitely isn't afraid of getting fairly heavy um, with things like not killing a character, but like sending them off into the dark void of space, never to be seen again. <laughs> which seems like close enough. <laughs> yeah, you were Steven Universe for Halloween, Sean. I was. Mm-hmm. 
I like how you were Steven Universe this year, and last year I was a Grunkle Stan from Gravity Falls. So, so by I mean, that logic, I can't wait to see what cartoon character Colin going to be some cartoon year. character. Be a BoJack Horseman character. Ooh. Colin, or, I mean, Colin's going to start watching one of those animated shows that, like, adults have to explain are actually, like, better than... It's actually, like, really good, okay? I'm not emotionally it's, four years old, all right? I mean, it's true about a lot of these shows. Like, people forget like we're in a golden age of television we have like some of the best animated shows as well like their quality is improved you know as well it's not like when the like 90s kids are like oh 90s are the best all the 90s are the best cartoons like i would say the best cartoons for like maybe the past five six years or something like they're really good right now there might be a great show i'm not even watching there are probably several <laughs> probably Our last nominee is a show everyone's watching called Westworld. I seem to recall earlier, Sean, I can't remember what show we were talking about, where, like, fans are, like, guessing stuff. <laughs> I feel like everybody had this show, like, figured out. <laughs> they were just, like, nailing it. Like, every theory I heard week to week was, like, true. I was like, wow, good job. <laughs> like, detectives working on this show. That's, what, that's, like, the main thing I like about Westworld is the mysteries... It's fun to speculate, and I feel like for the most part, they actually like explained a lot of them. I'm like, okay, it's not like it's not like Lost, where it's like they they build up all this stuff that you're never gonna learn. Like, or, and once you hear like figure it out, you're gonna say that sucks. <laughs> like Westworld, the mysteries. I feel like because it's a self-contained world that's been created by people. I feel like you'll get to learn the secrets behind Westworld, and that's what keeps me going. Because as beautiful as this show is, I think I started my uh, like review blurb of this by saying Westworld can be pretty boring sometimes <laughs> and it can be boring like it's so slow and I feel like it needs more characters but um I don't know the mystery is so good and the show looks so good and Anthony Hopkins is so good I don't understand why he didn't get nominated for any awards it makes no sense to me he's so good like better than he's been in a while like he's doing way more here than he's done in like Thor so that was fun I don't know he had a pretty sweet muscle suit in those Thor movies. <laughs> okay. Good point. I feel like Thor I feel like I heard like that was a movie where he didn't even read the rest of the script. He just read all the scenes that he was in and just like, alright, this is good enough. I'll do my scenes and then I'll collect my paycheck. <laughs> I bet he read all the episodes to Westworld. Yeah, he seems like he's having a good time with Westworld. Mm-hmm. Just being conniving. I do like it's, it's weird how you said like he's given it like more than he's ever done in a while, but like he is still like very subtle. Like it's it's a very restrained performance, which he's of course great at and has always been great at, but I don't know. He's just one of those actors, it's like everything that's beneath the surface is just as fun to watch as what yeah. you're seeing. And man, that Ed Harris twist the, that took me totally off guard i was like what all right is what i'm saying so yeah because I, I watched all of it <laughs> okay good did it i swear you well i did it was surprising okay i'm just i don't i don't usually think about that kind of stuff like i don't think about this stuff i know people don't think about that kind of stuff i'm sure tons of people on the internet already had that figured out 
But like, I never think about like what's next. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I definitely had the call it approach to this show as well because I didn't start watching it until like I don't know a week or two before the finale, and I kind of took my time with it. And so by the time that I was watching it, all the internet speculation had blown over, and like. <laughs> Even if I had watched it earlier, I probably wouldn't have paid attention to the internet speculation because, you know, it's just like, who cares? Whatever happens is going to happen. Um, so I don't know. I guess I didn't really think about what what twists were coming, but I was still surprised by them maybe because I wasn't overthinking it. I don't know. But I, I, I did definitely have the maybe the feeling that John had watching the first half where I'm like, yeah, this is pretty slow. I don't even know if I'm that into it, but it's kind of cool. But, yeah, by the end of the season, I I liked it, even though I'm not usually, like, a sci-fi guy, but I like sci-fi that explores, like, I'm... what's 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 the deal with humanity, man? Are we really as fucked up as we seem? And I mean, it is mostly a western. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of sci-fi stuff in it, but it's it's it's, it's a western too. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to have a western show. Yeah. I like to see how they'll tweak the world, or what will change, or what they'll add in, or who will, you know, join the cast. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know how long they can keep this boat going, but uh, I feel like they're, they're they've set themselves up pretty nicely for a second season. So they'll probably come out in like two years. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so. But I, I, I just, I gotta say, and I hate to be contrarian, I hate to be this guy. Um, and maybe it is because I've watched Lost and some of the, and Battlestar Galactica and some of these other, like, big mystery shows. <laughs> um, basically, everything that happened at the end of the show, like, I, I feel like the twists that weren't predictable, it didn't earn. Because they're kind of dumb. But I was okay with it because I really liked the first half of the season and the way that it introduced complicated ethical dilemmas and actually, like, talked about them. Like, especially Anthony Hopkins' character. Like, his character basically exists to just talk about um, (laughs) and have a very strong stance on the ethical dilemma of these robotic people that have brains that are basically better human brains and bodies that are basically identical to human bodies. Um, that, more than anything, made the show good to me. Like I, and, and of course, it has an extremely cynical view of humanity where like all we want to do is have sex and kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, which, that's not exactly my viewpoint, but in 2016, I get where you're coming from. That's which twist did you not think was earned? I, cause like, like I, I'm not afraid to say spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. No one's gonna get this far, anyways. <laughs> um, like what was stupid? Just curious. Jeffrey Wright was that stupid? It's it's okay. So like with the Jeffrey Wright twist, it's like, how did no one ever put this together? Like he's been working on this company for years, and nobody like, thought did about you say this. How long? Well, it seemed like everybody knew him. But then, like, mm-hmm. nobody knows. I mean, you can't tell, though. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. You can't tell. How did you ever know? Just, like, you I... can't Google this guy? 
He's your boss. Does, he runs the company. Does Google exist in this universe? I don't know. He's got a history. I don't know. I mean, assume he like. I assume Anthony Hopkins took care of that stuff. So. Okay. Well, we're, we're we're laying all the twists out. So the thing is, he's an exact <laughs> replica of the co-founder of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody Arnold. knows what that guy looked like. Because there's another guy who looks uh, exactly like him. I don't know. I never thought about that. I'm going to say they don't know what Arnold looked like. No one seems to know anything about him. Like, I mean, none of those people worked there at the time. All, all of it was destroyed. That's a good. That's a pretty good point. I don't know. Yeah, I, and I, I don't want to tear that. this show down because I liked it. And also, it's spoilers. And that's not fun. It was good. I'd put it on the list. But we have to decide what we want to not put on the list first. Hmm. Should we? I'm gonna take off Mr. Robot, I think. Can we guy. just slowly kind of tally up how many shows were seen by seen by and enjoyed by more than one person, and then we can kind of okay. So well, by that metric, it would make sense for Mr. Robot to get the boot, I guess. I'm just trying to think. I guess eleven twenty two sixty three would be the other one. Yeah, how many shows? So the Americans probably. Uh, more than one list. Atlanta's probably more than one list. Better Call Saul, three. Uh, Sounds like you really like Black Mirror, and I want to check it out. So I don't want to cut that I like one. Yet. Black Mirror. Well, I, let's. I don't know how many we're gonna have. Uh, <laughs> Bojack, I've seen and like. I gave it an honorable mention. Okay. Gravity Falls, you can give the boot. Okay. The old boot. Especially because the season spanned like three years. <laughs> um. Silicon Valley seemed like everyone was like, eh. Yeah. Is it on your list, Paul? Mm, it will not be on my list. It was an honorable No, it wasn't an honorable mention for me. I guess let's bump Silicon Valley then. I think you mentioned it in your opening sentence. You're like, yeah, it was uh, good, I guess. Um, I guess New Girl's going to be on the list. So much fun. Oh, Steven Universe, I can bump. That was pretty high on my list because, you know, kids stuff. <laughs> Shit's for kids. And and eleven twenty two sixty three because I'm that person that's seen it. We could do that, or we could. Keep I that do on the want list to slashing the OJ stuff. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask if we were gonna do a twofer for those ones. Oh God, I have no idea. It is a little harder because John hasn't seen one of them, or at least has only I seen a sixth so. of one of them. <laughs> Everything's gonna be fine, <laughs> unless I unless I ever make the connection that it's the it's the same subject matter as people versus actually sitting. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see if you make that connection, John. <laughs> that's the guy. All right, so that's the choice we have to make. Do we bump eleven twenty two sixty three or do we slashy the OJs? I mean, was it even that high on John's list? What? That eleven twenty two sixty three. It was three. Uh, that is high. <laughs> you can get rid of it. Hmm. It's only on one list. Well, let's see. What else do we have? That's higher than Black Mirror. Would you rather bump Black Mirror? I feel like Black Mirror is more relevant. Oh, it's so relevant. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. Which one do you think you're more inclined to check out, Sean? Because I know Colin will watch this. I'm more inclined to watch Black Mirror. 
especially because it's on Netflix. Khan doesn't like anything. I'm surprised you watch Westworld. Khan doesn't seem like you like anything that's not like reality. Yeah, no, it was pretty much just because I was like, I don't watch any of the things that people like. Maybe I'll check something out that people actually like this year. So I was like, eh, why not? Because all those those three shows, Black Mirror, Only 2260, and Westworld are all available on some sort of streaming platform pretty easily. So it's out there. But yeah, I mean, you could give it the boot. Eleven twenty-two. No one, no one watches it. I don't care. I don't know if it's on any list. I don't think it's gonna be nominated for any awards. I just liked it. Okay. J.J. Abrams needs my approval. Oh, and also we, but we could still do a, a twofer with the O.J. shows. Oh my God, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't think so. We have ten. Yeah, but I mean, if you really want to put that last show on. <laughs> Are we going to put Peeler's O.J. Simpson on our movies list, too, to make it this confusing? It doesn't sound like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to put Made in America on my movies list. So, this is the only time we have to talk about it. Oh, man. We didn't even really talk about it that much. <laughs> How long are we, like, more than an hour into this? That's longer than a TV show episode. Give an honorable mention next week. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. So it sounds like we we have to put New Girl at number ten because it breaks the mold. Yeah, sure. It's pretty high on your list. It'll probably be a little lower on mine, but it'll be there. Uh, Westworld, maybe. Yeah, it's like eight on my list. I'm surprised. It, uh, it might be on my list. But on the lower end. Uh, I mean, Black Mirror is still the one that only John has seen. Oh, uh, yeah. So maybe that next? Okay. You seem to like but it quite a bit. But it's pretty relevant. Though. Yeah, it's relevant, so, you know. So relevant. It's relevant. <laughs> um, I guess. You can put Game of Thrones now that Sean hates it. <laughs> So much hate. <laughs> oh, yeah, how do you feel about Game of Thrones, Sean? I believe I reviewed the season and gave it four stars out of five on our blog. That's not what I was asking. I was asking about your feelings about it in relation to this list. I mean, it was John's number one. Okay, if I was going so. to make my list out of these movies, or these shows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously I would put it above... Bojack Horseman, because Bojack Horseman also didn't make my list. And I think I like it more than Bojack Horseman. Uh, I guess I would put it above OJ Made in America, because that also did not make my list. Yeah, but on a dumb technicality. Just do Bojack. No, that's fine. That's that's fine. Because, yeah, it, it only made my list. I wasn't like it because it did not have wizards. Doesn't have enough wizards. <laughs> Those are bird people that can fly. But they're not wizards. But can they shoot magic out of their hands? They don't have like pointy hats and beards. That's true. <laughs> there was like explosions. I don't know. Like it, there's like magic, but I wouldn't really say they're like wizards per se. Shows missing out on wizards. Maybe like a council of wizards. Like, it's got those elf people I was talking Played about. Played by CC Top. Zombies. zombies. <laughs> Got dragons. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Do they, do they ride like special <laughs> ancient motorcycles? <laughs> I can imagine them playing a ZZ Top song. They did have that one season where they had like a Hold Steady song. Yeah. The episode with the bear fight. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was pretty great. Bear fight. I feel like they had the National one time too. Yeah, I think they did. I'm going to put Atlanta at number five. Sounds groovy. Uh, my reasoning being Americans and Better Call Saul and OJ are my top three. And then there's OJ Made in America. It sounds like the two OJ shows are on top, so just figure out the order. <laughs> right? Yeah. The thing is, like... I haven't figured out the order I'm gonna put them in on my list. They're 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 gonna be like my one and two, but I don't know. Well, hold which on, is gonna go where? Are the, the Americans is on your list. Yeah. Better call Saul's on your list. Yep. Which one's higher on your list? Uh, the Americans. It's higher on mine too. Americans. But John hasn't seen it yet, and Better Call Saul's on his list. Mm-hmm. John's last interest. Is that song in there? <laughs> they have safety. Does it have a pretty good 80s soundtrack? Yes. I feel like it does, yeah. Good. Good. Do, 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 do. John's singing to himself, so I think Americans are number three and better call number four. <laughs> yeah. While he distracts himself, swoop in there. Um. Well, I mean, if it's these two, I feel like. Uh, the American Crime Story one has to go at number one because we all saw it and we all loved it. And uh, OJ Made in America was also super awesome too. But it'll be just fine at number two. And of course, our honorary 11 goes to Steve Reichland's Project Smoke. It's uh, tasty stuff. Right. So our top 10 TV shows of 2016. Number 11, Steve Reichland's Project Smoke. <laughs> Number 10, New Girl. Number 9, Westworld. Number 8, Black Mirror. Number 7, Bojack Horseman. Number 6, Game of Thrones. Number 5, Atlanta. Number 4, Better Call Saul. Number 3, The Americans. Number 2, OJ, Made in America. And number 1, The People vs. OJ Simpson, American Crime Story. Uh, so next week it's the Academy Awards equivalent that we do called Top 10 Movies of 2016. Who's excited about that? Me, 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 me. Gotta sound like you're gonna do you at the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not quite, but you were that hyped. <laughs> Uh, if you can't I feel like I haven't seen enough movies, so I'm not as uh, excited as John is. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> me too. I'm totally like, uh, well, you know, maybe we can get one last movie in before we post our list to mildlyplease.com, our blog. You should go there uh, next week because that's when we'll have those lists up. Assuming you are listening to this this week when this podcast comes out i don't know these podcasts they live forever as artifacts of their time so um thanks thanks for that time 
thanks for you for listening whenever you chose to listen to us and we'll speak to you next time Party was nice, the party was bumping. And everybody having a bar. Until the fellas started him calling. And the girls respond to the call. I have a pull my shout out.